Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Let's discuss a little bit the automotive industry. There is something very, very important that I want to share with you here because one thing is the development. This is the outlook. This is the future electric vehicles and everything. Really a beautiful, beautiful future ahead. But between the future and now, there is still a big, big ocean of debt. And I want to quickly discuss and touch on something very important when it comes to investing, sector fundamentals. It's not only about the stock, it's crucial to understand the sector fundamentals, the situation where those companies work in and how that situation can change. Many look at the fundamentals of a company to see how great those are and think it will be a great investment. However, things are not that easy. If you look at Ford, we look at the fundamentals, price earnings ratio of 10, dividend yield of 6.7%. You should think, okay, the dividend yield is free, four times what the S&P 500 offers. Cars are expected to do well in the future, economic growth, development, more sales, more cars, shift to electric vehicles. So everything should be very positive. However, the fundamentals of the industry are a bit different. Those are not that great. And that's why Ford is trading at a dividend yield of 6.75%. A recent article in the Wall Street Journal discussed debt and car purchases. And I really want to give this micro perspective and later close with the macro perspective on the industry. And then again on micro on Daimler and how things actually work. The seven year auto loan, America's middle class can't, af can't afford its cars. Automakers are lending more and more money for longer periods in order to facilitate the sales of those cars. And if we look at household debt and the composition of it, of course, mortgage has pick, picked up as home prices picked up. But if we look at the growth of student loans and car loans, then we see that there is something important going on. Car loans are getting bigger and bigger in perspective of what's going on. Car loans are much shorter than mortgages and therefore also put pressure on consumers. Longer loans make for lower monthly payments, but this also means that the time when you renew to buy a new car will be further in the future. So also car makers are sacrificing future sales to sell more cars now because they cannot sell less cars. And we'll see later how that is detrimental immediately, immediately to the company. Also something very important, the negative equity trading due to longer loans is growing very, very fast. So share of trade in with negative equity is already above 30% when it was below 20% in 2009. So, Car makers are happy to trade in for new cars, just sell. They just worry about selling cars and not about the long-term sustainability of what they are doing. There is again a bond boom. So cars are being sold. The financial arms of those companies or other banks take those loans, repackage them 
and then sell them to the market for Wall Street investors. Repackaging loans, bonds, etc. Something very, very familiar to what was going on in 2007-8 with mortgage loans. Now it goes on with car loans, which really destabilizes the long-term fundamentals of the system. Further, if you look at car dealerships, when they sell a car, they should make a profit on the car. But no, they are making more and more profits on the financing and insurance part of the car. And we recently bought a second-hand car for and the guy said, I would prefer you to buy a car on financing on the zero Renault uh, financing program zero interest rate then you buying it with cash as we did it was not a big deal so we've just paid cash not to think about and to leave room in our salaries for perhaps a mortgage loan down the road but he would have preferred a financing and insurance sale so that he makes even more money in the deal further Compared to 2008-9, there are more and more subprime loans. The delinquency rates are growing, even if the unemployment rate is at record lows. If that unemployment rates change, the delinquency rates on cars will also change and will lead to a lot, a lot of trouble for the industry. Here, just an example, Mr. Mr. Jones's loan for this car that makes a quarter of his salary has been bundled up with other 7,000 loans for the Honda 2017 Accords and sold for 1.25 billion further. So this is what's going on. However, the market is very, very fragile and I don't see growth coming further because the pressure on the consumer is already very, very high. So this is the environment, but let's look deeper. Let me show you the balance sheet of Mercedes. If we look at the balance sheet, the equity attributable to shareholders of Daimler is 60 billion euros. Total equity and liabilities are 294 billion euros. This means that there is liabilities of 234 billion euros against 60 billion of equity. That is huge. And most of that liabilities and assets come from financial services where the company finances car purchases because that's how they facilitate cars. And you look at that, oh, I pay just, I don't know, 200, 300 per month and I can drive a new Mercedes. But over the long term, that's not sustainable. And this is the real danger when it comes to investing in such a sector. If we look at the financial performance in the second quarter of 2019, just a small increase in gross profit, in gross costs, in the cost of making those cars has led to a big shift in profitability for Mercedes. The revenue was up 5%, but EBIT, earnings before interest, there is no interest, so we will see later, has shifted from positive to negative very quickly. So everything is good, things are still good in Europe, but Daimler has seen free cash flow negative and earnings negative just on small, small percentages changes. And there, there are always other issues when it comes to automotive companies, diesel, Takata airbags issues, etc., recalls, and those 
are always there and will always be there even with companies like Mercedes. So their financial performance as said, very negative. And this is when everything in the environment is still great. So the fundamentals of the sector show how fragile things are and that's why you have such a nice dividend yield. I don't know from where will growth come, will there be enough sales to cover those financially engineered systems and then also something very important. If we look at the bonds of Daimler, look at the coupons at which they issue, at which they borrow money, 0%, 0.2%, 0.2% and the yield on those bonds when it's traded is usually 0%. So Daimler can get access to free money. That is equal. So already now you are buying a bailed out company because if you can get free money, for me, that's a government bailout. So the ECB is bailing out Daimler because if those rates would be 2% and people would have to buy cars at 4 or 5%, then the sales would crash down. The company would be bankrupt as you say, Kex. So this is it auto industry bailed out in 2009, Daimler is already being bailed out. So these are the sector fundamentals are telling me, okay, it's unreal, it's financially engineered and it's already bailed out. It's not a healthy, long-term sustainable environment where I would like to put my money into. So this is my message. I've looked at the car industry for the past years, analyzed companies. I even used Daimler as uh, an example in my book saying how the value should be around 40 long-term value, but given the financials, perhaps that should be amended. When I wrote my book, the price was 70. So it is getting riskier and riskier. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.